So, this is our prayer summit today. And just relax. You don't have to pray out loud if you don't want to. Okay? But we hope that everybody will pray silently or out loud. And we have lots of different kinds of prayer. You may have noticed that we have the seven mountains of culture banners up. Very popular and common teaching these days is to pray the different areas of culture that are uh, significant in terms of influence. I mean, would you agree with me that movies are, and TV are influential and the internet? <laughs> would you agree that media? Yeah, well, there's all kinds of influence. So we're going to pray over those today in just a little bit. I have, a, I have some devotional thoughts to share. I will start that right now. Yeah, first. Then we'll get after those together. I want to talk about the inter entering into Jesus Christ's intercession. Sometimes in churches like ours, we talk about intercession and we automatically think about people that have a special calling and gifting for it. Like they always want to pray. My daughter Sarah, when she got right with God, she prayed like eight hours a day in her, in her room. And she had pictures of children from all over the world. And she'd intercede and intercede and intercede. And she'd come out of that eight hours of intercession with more energy than when she went in. So some people have a, actually have a calling for it. And we appreciate and value. If you think you might have a calling for intercession, a special anointing for intercession, we you raise your hand? Because we want to clap and say thank you for that. Let's everybody clap and thank everybody that has a calling for that. But you know, as the body of Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, it is a, it is a, very, um, a very serious invitation from Jesus Christ to, to uh, participate in all that he does, all of us. And I am very, very excited about the intercession of Jesus. Now, the, the, what we mean by intercession, the Bible dictionary says that to intercede means to interpose on behalf of one in difficulty or in trouble. To interpose on behalf of one in difficulty or in trouble. Kind of like when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right? And kind of like he will be found by those that are not even looking for him. Right? And... The Bible verse that we're going to especially focus is Hebrews 7.25, but our first talking point is this. The intercession of Jesus, the prayer of Jesus, the, the uh, interrupting of Jesus into your life, it's a, he's 100% for you. And if we're, if we're going to participate in the intercession of Jesus and as the body of Christ filled with his spirit, participate in his prayer ministry, his intercession ministry. It's really important that we realize, first and foremost, that that, that kind of ministry of prayer flows naturally out of being blasted and overwhelmed by the knowledge of his personal love for us. It's an overflow of recognizing that, that his love is so much for us He's constantly, 100%, always interceding and praying, even now. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always praying for us, even now, as we speak, right now. He is inter interceding. He is putting his blood between us and any problem, between us and the devil, between us and any demonic attack, between us and our own willfulness. He is interposing his blood, which has a timeless um, dimension to it, feature to it. And his blood is mighty and powerful, and his prayers are mighty and powerful. And God the Father is not up there folding his arms and scowling and saying, well, Jesus, you're going to have to pray harder because I'm not going to do anything unless you pray harder. One of the things about the Father and the Son is that they have their will aligns because they're Two persons in one essence. I mean, it's the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, always in agreement. And so it's like the Father is saying, what should we do today, son? 
And Jesus said, well, I got this, 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 this for all of us. And they've got all the time in the world to give you full attention for your need. They're never too busy for you. And Jesus asks, and the Father says, on it. Because I love them too. Jesus said, the Father himself loves you. And everybody said, hooray. Hebrews 7, verse 25 reads, Therefore, he, that is Jesus, is always able to save to the uttermost. Jesus is not interested in us just squeaking into heaven, my friends. I love Richard Baxter, a 17th century Puritan preacher, um, for a lot of ways. One of the reasons he, uh, uh, one of the things I love about his uh, teaching, he said the role of pastors is not just to get people to heaven, but to get them well to heaven. Living fully the abundant life that Jesus blood bought us into. Living fully supernatural joy and peace and love. Living fully in the energized, passionate presence of the Holy Spirit. Living fully in an atmosphere-changing, envir environment-changing way. Because Christ in us is the hope of glory for ourselves and everybody else. Save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Have you come to God through Jesus? Are you still doing that, coming to God through Jesus? If so, he is always. And in the Greek, it's a present continuous tense. Present, if there's an immediacy to it in your moment. He is always, he always lives. It's in his DNA. It's in his heart. He lives for this stuff. He lives. He, if there was morning, if there was night and morning in heaven, he would wake up every morning and say, oh, hallelujah, another day to intercede. He always lives. To do what? To make intercession for them. For who? For those who call, come to him through to God through Jesus. Are you coming to God through Jesus? You're, you have a big target on you. <laughs> this is reinforced by Romans 8.34 when it reads, who is, who is Jesus? Well, let's read the whole thing. Jesus, say, who is he who condemns? It's not Jesus. It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Present continuous tense again. Who shall separate us from the love of God? You see, it's totally motivated by his passion, passionate care for you. If you don't know Christ, you have an opportunity at the end of our time together today to get that going for yourself. It's already happening, so you might as well get with the program. Ask Jesus to save you. Come to God through Jesus so you can have the full measure. You can be saved to the uttermost as well. My brother Dale's year, um, this year older than me, we grew up on a farm. And across our, we had two creeks on the farm and across the small creek, my dad had uh, felled trees blown the stumps out with dynamite. That was interesting, too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and produced an oat field in there, oat, oats. And we, uh, we bailed the oats that were there. But it was on a slope. And we were all cousins uh, together working, putting the bales on a trailer, big trailer, and my brother Dale was, I think, 12, driving down the tractor, down the hill, down the, uh, the field, because it was on a slope. And I don't know how it happened, but the tractor got away from him. And we started bouncing over bales, bales flying off the trailer, kids yelling, running all kinds of different directions. My dad interceded. Here, I can still picture my dad running along the side of the tractor, timing it just right so that he didn't get run over himself by the big wheel. 
jump on the tractor and got in between the steering mechanism and, and the clutches and the brakes. And my brother, he interceded and s rescued Dale and all of us possibly, or many of us, from disaster and rescued himself from the wrath of my mother. <laughs> Intercession. Interrupting. Intervention. Many of us know people that have been hurt by alcohol and there's been family intervention. Breaking in, interrupting, saying, this, you need help. It's an intervention. It's what Jesus is continually doing for us and praying for us. Out of that, you see, flows such great peace and joy that you want to serve him and you say, what shall we do, Lord? And so you can do that. You can participate in interceding for others. So the second point, the intercession of Jesus is not just 100% for you in the moment, but the intercession of Jesus is 100% effective, 100% effectual. It constantly, 100% of the time works. Jesus said to Simon Peter, in Luke 22, verse 32, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Would you agree with me that Jesus is anticipating that the Father is going to answer his prayer? Have, have you ever found any place where other than in the Gethsemane where Jesus said, but not my will, your will be done. Jesus never, ever prayed. That was the only time he ever prayed, if it be thy will. There was always and evermore in every other situation an anticipation, an expectation, 100% assurance that God was going to answer his prayer. And as the body of Christ filled with the spirit of Jesus, if you have a special anointing for intercession, or if you just have the regular old mighty outpouring baptism of the Spirit without measure, either way, we get to participate in the resurrection ministry of Jesus. And particularly with reference to intercession, we get to have effective intercession. And we must always and evermore expect that God's going to say yes to our prayers. Always anticipate a yes answer. He who did not spare his only son, will he not freely give us all things? Is the atmosphere we live in. If God does not answer our prayer as we hope, as we wish, what, we do, what do we do with that? We relegate it to mystery and get more stubborn, more tenacious with our, with our expectation of, and faith for answered prayer in the anointing of the Spirit. Listen, my friends, you only have to do that for between 90 and 105 years. <laughs> then you can rest for a while. But it is so sad to me, from time to time I run into people that are jammed up because of God didn't answer their prayer, so they just are kind of have a, a, have a root of bitterness springing up and troubling them and defiling their life, uh, paralyzing their spiritual life and their joy. And sometimes it goes on for years. And we must not be among those. Amen. We must let the intercession of Jesus be come between us and that temptation and blast that out of the water. That's yes. what we must do. We must be among those who relegate it to mystery and say, I'm going to be even more stubborn in Holy Spirit anointed, blessed faith, expectation for God to answer my prayers. God intervenes. My Aunt Alice and her family, my Uncle Leonard and Aunt Alice lived four miles up the road from us on County Road 11. And they had a farm up there as well. Always rode bikes back and forth between our cousins and our house. And my, I remember my aunt telling my mom one time, I was on the Washougal River Road and I, said, I felt a sudden compulsion to squeeze 
the car against the bank as I was nearing a corner. And after, right after I did it, just maybe two or three seconds later, a car came around the corner on my side. And would have hit me and maybe, maybe pushed me into the river. And she said it very soberly, and very, but very gratefully to God. What is that? Someone's praying for her. She's probably praying for her and her family. Oh, she certainly was, good Methodist, back in the day. And, and Jesus intervened, interceded. As a child, I had several God moments. I've shared, I think, probably all of them with you, but the one I want to especially remind you of is the one time that my mom had taught me Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may go well with you, and that you will live a long life on the earth. And I said to myself, honor doesn't mean obey. I can honor my mom and dad without obeying. And I held on to that little personal theology. I held on to it. I quietly reveled in it found security in it, maybe even demonic strength in it, I don't know. <laughs> but I do know this, one night, I had a dream, I was probably nine years old, I had a dream, and the dream was very short, and it was a banner going across my awareness, and it just said, it had, the banner was black with white letters, it just, it just, had, it just had three words, honor means obey. And I woke up with goosebumps. Because I it, more important to me than the message was the fact that I knew I had a God dream. God intervened. Why? Because my mom and dad were praying for me. We are going to give I have an opportunity for you. If you have had childhood, God, many of you have had childhood God encounters to share those God encounters with our children's ministries. See David Mickelson about that. Wave at us, David. Because he's setting that up. We want our kids in our children's ministries to hear your stories. Third point. The intercession of Jesus is 100% for you, giving us strength. It, it's 100% effective. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I, I, excuse me, I, there wasn't including you in this sermon. I was just enjoying it myself. Yeah. <laughs> the intercession of Jesus is 100% effective, and it's 100% God's desire for you to participate in. 100% participatory is a great word. played varsity basketball in high school, Battleground High School, and we had an All-American on the team named John McKnight. We had one, one simple strategy. Everybody played together, but the one strategy was this, get the ball to McKnight. <laughs> and Jesus is our McKnight. We all work together as a team, even in prayer. If we agree as touching something, he'll do it. Why? The, the Father will do it. Why? Because Jesus says, where two or three are gathered, parentheses, in prayer, I am in the midst of them. My intercession is going on when you're gathered together in prayer. You are participating in my intercession, and the Father will answer. We agree as touching something in faith. It's a team effort. We were, are persistent in basketball. You're persistent until you score in basketball. And you always approach basketball with confidence and concentration. And that's what prayer is, isn't it? Team effort, persistent, confidence, and get the ball to McKnight slash Jesus. Amen. I, uh, about this time last year, my daughter Sarah, 
contacted us and, and, and said, I have COVID-19, she had precondition of asthma, and she was so sick, so very, very sick. She said, I feel every day constantly like an elephant sitting on my chest. It is so difficult, Dad. And uh, I ended up being among those, and many of you, thank you for praying for her. But I called her through the night every couple hours so it would be uh, during the day for her. And I interceded for her. And there were times that I said, God, I don't know how many, how many different ways I can say it as I'm going from prayer walks. But by your stripes, she is healed. Be healed. How many different ways can I pray that? I'm praying in faith. I'm saying it. Praying with different people. Still, she still struggled on. And uh, I got to the point where I would just pray in the spirit a lot, in faith. But you know what else I would do? I would say, Jesus, I'm praying two things right now. Here's the two things I'm praying. I'm praying according to not my faith, but yours. Because I'm hitching my trailer to your faith. Because my faith is kind of tired right now. And I know you have faith, Jesus. So I'm, I'm going on your faith. Hallelujah. That gave me an anointed supernatural faith surge that I own, by the way. But I also said, Jesus, I am hitching my trailer to your intercession. Because I know you love Sarah and are, eating, are, are interceding for her. I forgot to tell you that just prior to her letting us know that, that she had COVID-19, I wasn't even thinking about this with reference to her or anybody with COVID-19, actually. But I had a God dream, prophetic dream, in which God was healing a young woman, organs in, the, in her upper torso. And he was like dancing with delight, the father was. Just, there was just a feeling of sheer delight how he was enjoying healing her. And I shared that with Sarah. And we, every time we prayed, we prayed in agreement with that prophetic dream down through the weeks, down through the months. And I'm happy to tell you there's been significant improvement and, and she feels optimistic. There's all these amazing things that have come out of this for her in a holistic way for healing. And I want to just say hallelujah for the intercession of Jesus, myself, Brenda, family members, church family members, hitching our wagon to the intercession of Jesus and seeing amazing results. Team effort, get the ball to McKnight <laughs> slash Jesus. So my friends, I'm going to intercede right now, okay? Yep, that's what we're going to do. How are we going to play this? Listen carefully, class. Mr. Mickelson, I don't get it. I can hear my third graders now, sixth graders now. <laughs> Listen carefully. We're going to probably end up with about eight people at different eight mountains of culture. Just go in just a moment, just go to one of these banners. See them up there, the mountains? You all see the mountains? Anyone not see the mountains? And what I want you to do, we'll have music playing. What I want you to do is recognize that Jesus Christ is interceding for America in these area, in these different areas. And I want you to pray in tongues, or I want you to pray in English, or whatever your, your favorite language is, the language of heaven for you. Call on God. We're only going to be about like 90 seconds or two minutes at each station. And I'm going to ring a bell. Ding. That means move counterclockwise to the next station. Okay? And then after that, we're going to, and oh, by the way, you can, there's anointing oil at each station. You're, I want you to feel welcome to dip your finger in the anointing oil and touch the banner as a, as a point of faith to say, I am agreeing with the Holy Spirit for amazing success for my prayer. And also, prayer of agreement, you can sign the basketball. You ever autographed a basketball? Autograph a, the basketball that's at your station. And then at the end of this time, we're going to uh, have volunteers to shoot the basket. And when, when the basket is made, however persistent long, persistently long it takes, 
We're all going to shout just as if we were at a, at a basketball game of our favorite team. And we ought to give God at least as much of a shout as we did at the last basketball game we may have attended. Amen? That's what I'm expecting of you, my friends. And then we're going to conclude with some crafted prayers that have been designed to pray today. So that's the instructions. Hope you can remember them. Music going on. Get to one of the stations. When you hear the bell ding, go to the next station counterclockwise. Got it? You can pray if you want to pray sitting at your seat. If you're more comfortable with that, you can do that. But I'm expecting we'll have some activity here right now. Let's pray together as, team, team, as a team effort in faith. Get the ball to McKnight. pens by the station if the basketball has green has different colored labels on it right on the late on the labels not the basketball if there's no labels right on the basketball you're autographing the basketball because you're an all-star you and McKnight slash Jesus Just so you know, clockwise would be this way, friends. Just so you know, that's clockwise. But no one's... Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I said counterclockwise, I meant clockwise. Let's go clockwise, and please forgive me, I've got clay feet up to my neck. basketball saying I I am in agreement with all these prayers for this mountain of culture
have to sign all of them. The idea is the part represents the whole, and we're doing different things that declare we are in agreement. We have a prayer of agreement going on because the Father promised he'll say yes to a prayer of agreement, his promise. Saying amen also is a prayer of agreement. with expectation praying because we're hitching our trailer to Jesus' intercession for America
Okay, my friends, we'll stop the music and come find a seat once again. And uh, we're going to get ready to cheer and shout and cheer and say hooray or shout the word score because Jesus, McKnight slash Jesus, always scores in this basketball event, intercession adventure. So as soon as they, they're going to pass, the teens are going to pass the ball around a little bit. They're going to shoot, and they're going to be persistent in prayer until they score. Now we have family. Who's got the family basketball? God's kingdom. Everybody say, come, kingdom of God and family. Yay! Now we have education. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Persistent team effort. Here we go. Everybody say, come, kingdom of God, in education. Come, kingdom of God, in education. Yes! Now we have business. Hustle, here we go. Ready? Come, kingdom of God, in business. Persistence, persistence. There we go. Yay! Jesus, participating in the... Basketball ministry of Jesus. <laughs> media. Some one of you teenagers go get the media basketball. Everybody, come kingdom of God in media. Come kingdom of God in media. Here we go. Here we go. Score. Yes. And now we have church. The church in America. The blood blood bar ones all across America. All right, ready? Come together. Come, kingdom of God, in the church. Oh, persistence, persistence, team effort. Get the ball to McKnight. Persistence, persistence. Yes! And the arts and entertainment. Bring the arts and entertainment. You guys' names, many names are on, been autographed with these basketballs. It's a prayer of agreement. We're scoring with the prayer of agreement. Get the ball to McKnight, Willow. Let's go, dear. Come closer. No, no, no. Don't, no three-pointers necessary. Do a dunk shot. Close. Culture. That's awesome. Thank you for that object lesson. Prayer of agreement. It's like basketball. So right now we are going to have a, a prayer of agreement by saying amen to some 90-second crafted prayers. First is government. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, Cheryl Huckel is the only one that served in government. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Cheryl was a county commissioner in, in uh Klamath County a few years back, and she's going to pray for government in America. So hustle up here, Cheryl. Stand on the blue X and face the camera. Let people join us. The Word of God declares, pray for every political leader and representative so that we would be able to live tranquil, undisturbed lives as we worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts. It is pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. He longs for everyone to embrace his life and return to the full knowledge of the truth. So today we declare 
that the President of the United States, the Senate, the House of Representatives, governors, state elected officials, local commissioners, school boards, and all committees that represent us desire true wisdom and knowledge to fulfill their duties as elected officials. We pray for those who have been appointed as staff to be people of wisdom and truth. We ask that you raise up those you have called to be a part of our political sphere to rise up to the occasion and fulfill their destinies. We thank you for the privilege to be able to vote and be a part of electing those who will truly represent us and not their own agendas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Kendra Roden is a professional counselor working with families all the time. Kendra's gonna pray for families in America right now. Kendra? Let me stand on the blue X there. Look at the camera. God, we pray that you bring families back to you, that you restore what has been lost or broken. Turn hearts and affections back to you, Jesus. Bring revival into families. Cause family units to be on fire for you. Break the spirit of rebellion in families. We acknowledge you are father to the fatherless, you are champion to the lonely. You make us a part of your family. We are grafted in. We pray that where one individual in a family is saved, the rest will be too. That even when the hour seems late, you will wash their wounds and they will be baptized and all the family will be filled with joy in their newfound faith. We declare new hope for restoration of families across America that you will say, I am their God, and they are my people. Lord God, we are made in your image. You created families in your image. To fulfill your flawless design, we pray the families all across America are awakened to this truth, even now as I speak, God. Lord, you have called us blessed through your faithful servant, Abraham. Turn our faces toward you. God, raise up families across America, especially ones who feel downtrodden and lonely. Raise them up with your favor. Give them a place of safety in you. Where there has been hurt or abuse or mistrust or violence, we pray healing in all places of shame and doubt and deep wounding. We rebuke the spirit of affliction and infirmity. We speak permission for healing, for acceptance and love and trust and favor of renewing of minds and transformation. Impress upon the hearts of families that we can run to you and be saved. Your arms are always open. We can run into your arms and find embrace and love. You are for us and not against us. You are the perfect father. Jesus, you make all this possible. We love you, Lord. We lay all this down at your feet. You are the solid foundation that we stand upon. So we declare revival and restoration for families all across America. Bind us together in your love, O oh Lord. We bless your holy name. Thank you. Amen, amen. We pray, we agree in Jesus' name. You know, when we say amen, it means rock, fortress. To that that's what it means David uh, Mickelson before he started working for me was a school teacher and and uh, has a degree in education as well as in history but let's uh, let's agree with David's prayer for education in America thank you Lord Jesus we love our children and so first I want to say that this last year is not a lost year in their training and education but you will make up the lost time and there will be no gap in what they know and what they can do. And I lift up people uh, who are entering high school and getting close to graduating that we, we declare, and we're all in agreement. I know everyone here and everyone watching is in agreement. that We break the cycle of getting addicted to any substances, any opioid. We break that cycle of getting uh, addicted and then being out on the streets and just, you know, we see so many young people, all they want is their next fix. And it happens to them when they're teenagers, they're in school, they're safe, and then something comes along and it just ruins so many lives. And we just 
Oh, God, it breaks our hearts. So we say, stop in Jesus' name. Be delivered in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for our schools. Remove the lie that life and the universe came to be without God out of our schools. Open the eyes of the blind to see the folly that anything could appear out of nowhere or create itself. Let the truth that we are created and have a wonderful creator permeate the minds and hearts of our youth. Let them see your face and know your heart. Let the truth that we are designed and have an ingenious designer shape their worldviews and beliefs. Stop the enemy from using schools to sow doubt in young people about their gender, but let our schools and universities sow knowledge that God created us male and female and it was good. Let our schools no longer be breeding grounds for every kind of folly, but wisdom, understanding, and revelation of you. Return to our schools at the youngest ages, prayer, Bible reading, the Ten Commandments, and godly virtues. Restore the place of honor that your word once had in our centers of education. Thank you, Jesus. Let every subject and every discipline be studied in the true light of your word. Let schools no longer be used by the enemy to sow seeds of racial disharmony, mistrust, and hatred, but rather love, tolerance, brotherhood, sisterhood, and mutual respect. Protect schools from violent gunmen. We declare safety for every school and every student. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for a tsunami of Holy Spirit revival, returning the hearts of fathers to the children and children to the fathers. Let our universities no longer be haunts for every kind of evil, places of defilement for young people and factories of brainwashed youths. Let the name of Jesus be honored in our universities. Let the word of God be honored in our universities. Let them return to their foundations as centers of biblical learning. And we pray for professors to honor your name and your word and what they teach. In Jesus' name, amen. Tina Jackson Berger is one of our very successful business people at New Song Church, and Tina's going to pray for business in America. Father, we lift up the arena of business to you. The earth and its fullness are yours, and you've given the earth to us to steward and to have dominion over. There isn't a thing we have that we haven't received. Every gifting, every resource is straight from you. And we are entirely dependent on you, even for every breath. Thank you that you've given us power to create wealth and that you've blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places to serve your people and to take dominion and to glorify you. Lord, pour out your spirit on leaders in every realm of business, on owners, financers, employees, and customers, to serve your purposes. Let, uh, let new ideas, new entrepreneurs, new currencies, and new streams of wealth be birthed out of heaven's realm. Let faith and boldness fill your people to establish righteousness and justice in the business realm where it is not, and to reinforce and expand it where it's already been established. Let every unrighteous foothold be made unstable and crumble in Jesus' name. Let the businesses that have prospered by wickedness see their clientele and funding dry up. Let there be a massive transfer of wealth from the wicked to the righteous. Let every altar to the small G God of this world be destroyed. And let uh, much greater unshakable altars with eternal foundations be established. We know that the worlds were framed by your word and that the unseen is established, or and that the unseen establishes what's seen. Sorry, I'm trying to read my scribbling here. Um, okay, let the proud in high places be humbled with their hearts yielded to you to become servants of righteousness, or let them be removed and let those with your spirit take their places to establish your purposes. Raise up your people, Lord, with willing spirits, vision, and unity for your works. Let there be a quick repositioning now. Lord, we yield to your callings. We choose to thrive and lead in every position you've planted us in. And 
Let us speak your gospel from positions of influence and always be about your business and our businesses with no limitations on your power. We agree in Jesus' name to take dominion in the business realm by the power of your spirit. Amen. We agree. Amen. Amen. Jack Boger is one of our Bible ministry prophets, and, and he'll be praying prophetically, as I know Jack, into the arena of media. So, Jack? Your word, Jesus, he says, I will give you the keys of heaven's realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. To your believers, we are your believers. We make a decree, and a decree, according to Webster, is an official order issued by a legal authority. We are the true authority. We represent heaven, and we decree right now a tearing down, an eviction notice of that which is evil, that which has lifted its head up and has mocked the church and has mocked the kingdom of God, and we release a new order, a new type of media, one that promotes the kingdom of God, one that will lift up and cause vision and faith, not fear and cowering down and conforming to that which is evil. We release an authority to bring this about now in Jesus' name. Lord, we call forth fruit. We call forth that which has championed the kingdom of God, the media, which is voicing your words, which is speaking to a world that does not know you or your ways. But it's a saying, this is the kingdom of God, and this is the way it's going to be. We believe it, we decree it, we receive it, and we say, amen, hallelujah. So be it. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Intercession of Jesus, so powerful. We're going to come back to the church. We're going to pray for arts and entertainment now. Pat Daly. Uh, many of you remember when Pat was a radio announcer for KDOV, and he has been involved in uh, arts and entertainment uh, area for years. And, and Pat's going to pray for this area, this mountain of culture. Let's agree with Pat. Let's amen his prayer. Thank you, God. Lord, we acknowledge that you are the ultimate artist, and we enjoy your work. From galaxies to bumblebees, it all speaks your glory. It's a reflection of the artist. And Lord, because we're made in your image, we also like to make art and create. We like to build, draw, paint, sing, dance, tell stories, play piano. And Lord, it, it, it's a reflection of what we believe in our hearts as well. But Lord, you've told us to guard our hearts and minds. And so I pray that you'd give us discernment as to what we let into our minds and ask ourselves, is this true about you? Is it true about your kingdom? Help us to avoid, to forget, and to walk away from art and entertainment, which creates strife, discord, or gives a false representation of you or who you are, or in some way honors the devil. Lord, deliver us from evil because we're tormented sometimes by unsuspected, unwanted images that are meant to shock us or to scare us or to titillate us. God, may we as your followers not be afraid of the arts and entertainment, but involve ourselves in it. I pray that you'd raise up Christian artists, musicians, and movie makers, and it would, uh, their, their art would be to your glory. Thank you, God, that there is so much that has been done in the arts and music literature that does reflect a true and honest worldview. Finally, God, I pray for discipline. Entertainment can be a pleasant diversion, even edifying, but may it not be our goal to just seek pleasure and pleasure and pleasure and watch TV all day or spend all time, all night on the internet. Uh, Lord, that. Uh, we would be distracted from real life. Lord, may we engage our culture 
intelligently and honestly and respond to it. And may our minds dwell on that which is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable, uh, whatever is of good repute or whatever is excellent or worthy of praise, God, let our minds dwell on these things. Amen. Stand up. I want to pray for the church. I want to read a prophetic word that comes from Jeannie Tribble, who is watching online on our YouTube channel this morning. When praying for the seven mountains of culture on Monday, on Monday night last, I had a vision of trees growing atop of each one of them, and they flowered and were fruitful. The word was trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. She says, be encouraged. The Lord is hearing and answering our prayers, raising up godly people to positions of influence. Amen. Thank you for that prophetic word, encouraging word. Agree with me. I'm going to pray for Israel first. And then I'm going to pray for um, I'm going to pray for the church in America. And what I'm going to pray for the church in America are what the New Testament calls us to pray for for revival for evangelists. And I, I'm going to pray that our team going out on Tuesday to in five days going to 20 cities and targeting over 1,000 young adults with healing, prophetic words, deliverance prayers, words of anointed, words of comfort and salvation, that that will be a first fruits for something that's happening across America in every city. That our experience of Christianity can be measured by our inability to keep still about it. That there'll be such a, a, a fiery response to what's going on in this, this hour in America that the evangelists if the evangelists will do it, everybody will if the evangelists will do their job, everybody will do their job in terms of soul and reaching out so I'm going to pray for the eight areas that the Apostle Paul and Jesus call us to pray for for evangelists, for ourselves and all across America, if you're going on Mission Oregon, will you raise your hand right now just look around and yeah there's I think about a dozen of us going and represented here today so when I pray for the evangelists maybe stretch out your hand towards someone that had their hand raised we pray for Israel your kingdom come your will be done safety a stopping of this violence that Hamas be Boiled, neutralized, and that peace will be in Jerusalem. We pray, God, for your blessing and your help for Jerusalem and Israel. Break off the powers of darkness and bring forth your peace and your love and your life and bring revival to Israel. Bring Jesus fully to Israel. We pray in your name. Everybody said... And we agree together in Jesus' name, all across America, every city, every village, every town, every community, all across America, we pray for evangelists, that they be bold, that you give them open doors, that you give them clarity, you give them the words to say, you give them souls, you give them signs and wonders. You'd send forth laborers into the harvest field and you'd keep them all safe and sound. And we pray for our team as first fruits, as the appetizer of the future of America this week. Come, kingdom of God, come, will of God, in the church across America, in revival across America, and in our team this week. We stand in agreement 
for this, for this and for all the seven mountains of culture that we prayed today, every prayer offered today, we say amen and amen. And when I say now, let's clap and cheer like we're at the, the most amazing basketball game. Now, let's cheat. Joining from home, and you want to be a part of this uh, great adventure, this Jesus, supernatural Jesus life. Call on him to save you today. Simple prayer. Jesus, please save me. Three different times in the Bible, the word says, whoever calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. That can be you right now. Call upon him. He'll make you born again, born from above. And then tell that person you know that's been praying for you. They'll help you grow and be discipled in Jesus. You have a great future. Why? Because Jesus Christ is your intercessor. Hallelujah. God bless you at home. God bless us all. We love you. Have a great rest of your day today. Amen. Amen.